Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. your host here at Energy Awareness Radio. I am a certified reconnective healing practitioner, sound therapist, and positive psychology practitioner with a private practice in Sussex County, New Jersey, where Energy Awareness Radio streams to you live each and every week. Our chat room is open, so feel free to join the discussion that's already happening online. We do keep an eye on the chat room. So if you have a question, go ahead and post it, and we'll do our best to get your question on air as an alternative for those of you who are on the go and you quite simply cannot continue to listen online, please feel free to call us directly by dialing 347-202-0227. And that way you can listen via phone or be sure, please be sure to use your Bluetooth if you are driving about. Our sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. And with Audible.com, you can listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. And you can get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash energy awareness. You know, here it is, New Year's Eve, how quickly 2014 has passed. 
I would like to take a moment to thank all of you, my listeners, for your support, suggestions, and devotion. It is due to you, your support and loyalty, that I am allowed to do what I do. I love producing and hosting Energy Awareness Radio. The guests are topical. Some are suggested by you, the listeners, and we always have a great time. So thank you, listeners, for all you do in this world to make it a better place for everyone, and most especially for making Energy Awareness Radio the wonderful show that it is. You know, here we are on the threshold of a new year, 2015, a year that is yet untouched, filled with promise and hope, and we all would really like to strive to make life the best we possibly can, and usually we start this night in recommitting to that effort via resolutions. And we have some information for you right now to help you not just reach your goals, but to soar further than that which you limit yourself when you set those finite goals. Because that's actually what you're doing when you set a goal. You're limiting yourself. You're not allowing yourself to, to really see further than that. And we don't, we're not going to get into the science of why all of this works. We talk about that a lot here on Energy Awareness Radio. And since time is of the essence, we want to get to the good part, the how to make things happen in your life so your life will be more purpose-filled and better and more positive and everything will be just brighter. My guest is Danny DePiro, author, blogger, and designer. In 2009, she launched the website PositivelyPresent.com with the intention of sharing her insights about living a positive and present life, which, by the way, was something that didn't always come easy to her. And anything and everything focused on positive personal development has a home on PositivelyPresent.com, including tips for being more positive, advice for living in the moment, articles on how positivity can improve you, information on positive personal development, insights on how to share positivity with others, and resources and inspiration for being positively present. In 2012, Danny left her full-time job in marketing to pursue a career with Positively Present. Since then, she's self-published Stay Positive, Daily Reminders from Positively Present, and her new book, The Positively Present Guide to Life, which will be available in just a couple a couple of weeks. Danny has also created a few ebooks on specific topics such as self-love, holiday planning, and organization. And her work has been featured on sites such as The Happiness Project, Psychology Today, and Forbes. So without further ado, Danny, welcome to Energy Awareness Radio. Thank you so much for taking time to join us here. How are you being? I am doing very well today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be on the program with you. Oh, thank you for taking the time. It's it's always a pleasure to have people who are out trying to raise consciousness and, you know, really make a difference with everything that goes on in the world. And I'd like to start by asking you to tell our listeners a bit about how this book, The Positively Present Guide to Life, came to be. Well, it came to be, it started out... Um as a sort of just a general idea of taking some of the content that's on the blog, which is PositivelyPresent.com, and sort of finding a way to elevate that content and put it into a book form that would really help people live more positive and present lives on a daily basis. For me, um, as you mentioned in the introduction, um, being positive and present doesn't come very easily to me, um, and that's one of the reasons why I started PositivelyPresent.com was sort of initially to sort of get my own mind around the concept of, of staying more positive and more present. And I wanted to share my experience with other people because I figured that if I was struggling with it, um, other people probably were as well. And they might, you know, benefit from me sharing my experiences because I had had um, similar experiences when I'd read other people's blogs or, you know, just articles online or even reading other people's books. I learned so much from what other people had gone through. So I thought, oh, well, maybe I should share what I've gone through. So when Watkins Publishing came to me and and wanted me to work on a book with them, I thought, you know, how can I take this concept of being positive and present and what I've been working on on the website and put that into a book form? And that's where we came up with dividing it into five different sections, um, focusing on home, on love, romantic relationships, um, then on just relationships such as those with friends, with um, colleagues, with family members. Um, also, another section is on work, 
And then the fifth section is on dealing with change, which I feel like tends to be one of the areas, um, particularly for me, um, where it's difficult to stay positive and present when there's a lot of change in life. So that's generally how we set up the book, and I'm really excited for it to be coming out. Yeah, I, I am too, because when John sent me, your publicist sent me the Everyday Matters Diary, it seems like that's almost a companion to the book, and I hadn't seen the book yet. When I looked looked it up and saw that there was a book, I thought these seem to go together very, very well. Was that planned? Was that an intentional thing, or was that just... Or is that just something I'm seeing? <laughs> no, it, it actually does go really well together. Um, it wasn't planned, actually. I was already working on the, the book with Watkins, and they, they had done um, a diary in the past. Um, and they call it, in the U.K., they call it a diary, but I feel like a lot of people in the U.S. call it like a planner or a day planner. Um, but it's the same thing. <laughs> and they had done that in the past, and they were looking sort of for a fresh look. So um, they worked with me to design, sort of update their look for um, the diary that they had had in the past. And it ended up coinciding really well with what we were working on with the book. Um, even though they weren't, you know, meant to go hand in hand, they really do um, have sort of the same themes behind them and they work really well together. And one thing that they do have in common is they both have um, sort of encouraging and inspiring activities um, that – are in the diary there throughout every week there's a different activity. And they're usually small things such as, you know, just think about something in a different way or, you know, write down a list of these ten things. So they're just little activities, nothing to, you know, add more stress or, or items to someone's to-do list, but just little things to empower people and inspire them to focus on living a more positive and present life. And likewise, in the book, there are also throughout activities. Because I think for me, one of the really important things is, you know, having something that you can proactively do when it comes to trying to live a more positive and present life because of the fact that the concepts of positivity and staying present and being mindful are abstract. It's helpful Mm -hmm. sometimes to have an actual grounded physical activity, even if it's, you know, just make this list that sort of brings you into the moment and makes you, focus on one particular aspect of your life. I think that's uh, that's actually what drew me to it is that there are these, every week there's something small in the planner that you can just look at and do quickly, easily, and it gives you the guidance you need. I think a lot of people have a problem staying positive, especially today. There's so much stress out there. We are pushed to the limits. And People understand that, and they want, they're trying, they're hungering for something to help them with that. And this seemed to do it. So when I saw the planner and I saw these small activities but then read through the book, it was interesting to see that there are other things that will help people too to be, as you said, proactive because sometimes when you aren't positive and you start going down the road to depression, and a lot of people are, I see this a lot in my practice, they, you don't know where to go. There's no helping hand. You're looking up to see bottom, and what do you do? What do I do now? I've done everything. I'm at the end of my rope. What do I do? If you can draw on something, and your book is filled with many different exercises or practices, if you will, and the diary, and I call my schedule or a planner or a diary as well. I do get looked at sometimes funny when I call it a diary, but that's what I was taught that it was. So, <laughs> you know, when I, when I look at this, I see that there are things that will actually help people. And that's what makes this easy. You know, you just, you have a, a week at a glance, if you will, but there's this one, you know, exploring of something or, or doing something that's positive. And if you see it for the whole week because you have seven days before you in the diary and then you see this little thing on the bottom that says go ahead and do this you know explore mindful eating so every time you're reminded that when you're eating be mindful of what you're eating savor it you know be positive feel it feel into it and I love that about the book I think that about the diary and the book they both play well together so I I had to ask if that was something that you know, it was planned or not, because it seems the diary came out first and then the book is coming out mid-month this month. So I just wanted to right, know if that was... Right, Yeah, it wasn't yeah. planned, but it really... I mean, for me, it's also, I feel like people, you know, no matter how many times you hear, you know, stay positive or stay mindful, mm-hmm. sometimes it's just the one thing, either one activity that you read about or, you know, it can even be a sentence that just somehow, like, when you read it, it clicks and that's the thing that can really 
trigger starting a different path or thinking in a different way. And that's one of the reasons why I really like doing the activities in both the diary and in the book because you never know if, you know, one activity to one person might be like, oh, I don't know, that was okay, it wasn't that great. But for somebody else, that could be like, oh, my gosh, that, you know, did a little switch in my mind and made me think totally differently about, you know, the way I was seeing things or the actions I was taking or something. So the variety of having different practices and different activities is one thing that I really strive to do in, you know, in the blog and in the book and in the diary um, because you never know what will appeal. It's kind of how people, you know, have different learning styles. You know, some people like to read things. Some people like to, you know, get in there and be active with them. So, by having a little, a lot of different varieties and different things, I really hope that it will somehow reach everybody in some way. Something will really appeal to them and make them see how um, beneficial it can be to focus on the positive and to try to be more mindful. I think that that's true, and it's the repetition too, because you can read. There's a lot of self-help books out there. You can I've read probably all of them. You can read <laughs> all of these books, and they all have the exact same message. It's just the way that it's spoken to you as you're reading it it's how you interpret it and sometimes all these books that you read are just the foundation you can read 30 40 50 books and it's the foundation but then you get one book and it says something in a way that is the pivot point and through your book and the diary you can see that okay maybe somebody won't you know be mindful of eating maybe they'll find something else that they you know there's something else in the book that they'll say well this really I want to create, I want to make something beautiful, do something like that. This makes sense to me because they're more of a creative person. So sometimes the repetition has to be there so that when you hit that one thing, you really get it. I really think that's how a lot of things happen in life. You just, you can be told over and over and over again, and then, aha, you get it when you're meant to get it. And that's when you'll really. Exactly, yep. I I completely agree with that. And I think it really just a lot of times it's timing where you are in your life and sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, you'll hear the same message, you know, because I certainly for me, I had heard, you know, try to be positive and, you know, focus on the good things. Everybody's heard those things, but it took, you know, until a certain point in my life where I was like, okay, wow, that actually makes sense. And that's something I really want to focus on. So yeah, that's what I'm really hoping for with my various outlets that, you know, will help, connect with people in some way, whatever appeals to them. And there's so many choices that's going to appeal to everyone. This is a great book for people to get now because we're starting a new year and you'll be able to really just follow it through the entire year. And I would venture to say, because as I said, I've done a lot of different of these self-help books and a lot of different guidance books. If you really look at this and follow along and it is easy. And if you do this for I'm going to say give it a month, but I'm going to I'm going to bet two weeks you're going to feel better. There's going to be so many changes in your life you will not even know what hit you. It it works that fast if you really follow it in, and just do be aware because it does come down to awareness. You know I love that you stated in your part of the introduction in the book that you've curated your relationships, keeping only those that are positive. That is so vitally important. For me, it comes down to awareness. Everything is awareness. If you're aware, you get through life a whole lot better. And we need to stop cutting slack for other people or, or for, you know, cutting slack for the other person thinking, oh, no, they would never hurt me or do anything mean. If you're even thinking that thought, if you, if you think about it a little bit more, you know, if you just say, okay, why am I having this thought? That thought should never even come into your radar in a positive, healthy relationship. It just shouldn't. But if you find that you're having that thought about someone, be aware, question your thoughts, question your questions about relationships. It's usually a sign that you need to take a step back and examine just exactly what's happening and make a decision if need be to cut that cord and move on with your life. And that's one of the things that you write about in the book when you get to the relationship part. But you you started at the very beginning when you say you've curated your relationships, keeping only those that are positive. That is probably the first and most difficult hurdle to do because once you start to get rid of those negative people and you keep them well beyond arm's length, you can do all of the other things a whole lot easier. Do you agree with that? Right, absolutely. I I definitely in the book talk a lot about relationships and in different capacities because there's the whole section on work where I talk about relationships with coworkers and colleagues and clients and whoever you're working with. And then there are two other sections that are um, completely on dealing with relationships and also romantic relationships. 
And I do feel like sort of addressing your relationships and not just defaulting to the fact that you have to have certain people in your life or you have to tolerate other people's negativity um, is such an important first step. Um, Unfortunately, it's also one of the most difficult things I've encountered Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to trying to live a more positive and present life um, because, you know, sometimes the people that you have relationships with are, are important parts of your life or have been in your life for a long time or as I discussed in the relationship section, our family members, um, which, you know, can make it difficult for, um, you know, there are certain people you can't just say, oh, well, I'm not going to ever talk to them again. You know, what if the person is your boss or, you know, your parent or your sibling? Um, They're not, it's not always as simple as just, oh, avoid the negative person and never be around them. Um, Mm -hmm. So in the book I talk about ways to, you know, if, if there are situations like, for example, an abusive situation, you would certainly want to distance yourself 100%. Mm. So talk about how to deal with that in terms of, you know, and the end of a relationship or end of a friendship, um, things that, you know, you, you need to do to keep that positive energy within yourself as things aren't, you know, as you have to 100% distance yourself. But then I also talk about how to deal with, situations where you can't 100% distance yourself and how to cope with those relationships and make the most of whatever interactions you have, even if they're not always 100% positive, because to be honest, you know, that's life. You're not going to be able to control everything and everyone and just have, you know, positive, perfect people all around all the time. Um, because most people, let's be honest, aren't positive all the time. And right. most people aren't it's even surrounded by people who, who have that awareness that want to be positive. Um, so I think, yeah, one of the most important things is really trying to, to curate your relationships and keep close to you the people who are positive, but then also learning how to deal with people who are negative because, unfortunately, that's unavoidable in life. And, and it's not the easiest thing to do, but it can be done. I mean, mm-hmm, I think all absolutely. of us have gone through Yeah, you can you can do it, and it's just a matter of learning how. Uh, if you have an issue with someone and you absolutely have to be with them at certain times in your life or whatever is going on, you just keep it professional or just keep it to, related to the topic that you're dealing with and then walk away. You don't have to get involved and tell them anything that's going on in your life. I think people have trouble with that, you know, particularly women. I think women have a lot more trouble with it than men because women are typically more the nurturing type than men are. And they right, want exactly. to share more. Yeah, they want to share more information. Now, we did say that the book is divided into five sections, but prior to that, there are these six positive principles, positively present, present principles that you created. And I wanted to go over those if you don't mind. Um, number one is open your mind to being positive and present. And, and I'm going to play devil's advocate here because I think a lot of people say, yeah, okay, open your mind to being positive and present. How do you do that? How do you suggest people do that? Well, for me, I mean, that the reason that's number one is because for a long time I just considered myself a negative person and I just kind of identified with that. And I think it's really important to think in general of how we identify ourselves when you say the words I am, like I am negative or I am you know, stressed, or I am whatever. Um, And I think the really key thing is to just have an open mind about it and not automatically say, oh, well, I'm negative, or, you know, or I'm annoyed by positive people, or there's no way I could be happy all the time. My life is so hard. Um, I think just it's so easy to just close the door and think about, because I think there's, there's almost like a stigma, if you will, about, positivity in terms of, mm-hmm. oh, well, those people just think everything's fine and they just ignore the negative things and they just sweep things under the rug and they pretend things are great. Or there's also the concept of almost, and, and this is unfortunate, but I feel like sometimes happiness and positivity is almost associated with being naive or not being intelligent, um, which mm-hmm. be, was sort of a roadblock for me in some ways. It was like, oh, well, if, if somebody is so happy all the time, then they must not really be thinking about anything and they must not realize what's really going on. And, and that's just not the case. Um, you can be very intelligent, you can be very aware, and you can still try to focus on the good things. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have negative emotions or you're not going to experience negative things. But 
the very most important thing is just, just be open to the idea that, oh, maybe being positive might be something I could do. Uh, because I, I feel like that is something people who tend to be more negative automatically just say, I'm negative, without really thinking, well, do I have to be negative or, or am I making myself negative by saying that? Mm-hmm. It is a choice, and the pursuit of happiness is great, but that's where I think a lot of us mess up. You can't pursue happiness. It's absolutely impossible. You can strive to live positively in the present, and that's when you do that, boom, you find happiness. You know, we're here to find joy for ourselves and bring joy to others, and you can't do that when you're busy pursuing happiness for yourself, but you will find happiness if you give and find joy and do that through positivity. If you're positive, the happiness and the joy comes. If you're just going for happiness and joy, you're not, you're not focusing on the correct denominator of being positive. You're just looking for something to do that superficial. You know, a lot of people will, for instance, they'll go shopping to feel better, and then they come home and they don't feel better. It was, a, it was just right. a, a, you know, a, a very temporary situation they put themselves in. So I think that that's, uh, that that's true, that you, you need to be positively present and open your mind to being that, but you have to open your mind to being the positive and not not looking for the end result yet because the end result comes pretty much on its own, you know, when you... Yeah, well, I like to think of it as happiness is, is sort of almost like just a, a fleeting state of being, like like being angry or being sad or being happy. They're all sort of mm-hmm. emotions. Um, that you yes. just experience, and you can you can feel happy, but you're not happy even when you have a great uh, something amazing happens to you. You're not happy for like weeks. You're happy right. for a moment, and then you know you go about your business. But positivity is a mindset and sort of a lifestyle. It's sort of a way of That's thinking. Right. You know, a lot of times does lead to happiness, but it's not. You know, it's not the same as pursuing something. Happiness is almost external it's like trying to find things to make you feel a certain way whereas positivity is something that comes from inside and something you can have no matter what i mean if you you know you you see these people who have been in horrific situations or have Mm -hmm. you know suffered things and they're so strong and they've they've come through it and they've made the best of it i mean no matter what your situation you can choose to make the best of it um obviously some situations are much harder than others to do that in but um, it's always a choice, whereas happiness is, is not always a choice. You're not always going to be happy. Um, you can't always control that. Right. You need to, in order to get to that place, we kind of go to number two, which is you have to be aware of and willing to shift your thoughts. If you keep your thoughts on a positive plane all the time, and you can't do it all the time, but when you're aware that, oh, I'm thinking negatively, what's the positive in this? You can do this. It takes effort, and it also takes practice, 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 because you have to constantly have that awareness. So the awareness really needs to be first so that you can see that, okay, be aware of and willing to shift your thoughts. So when something happens and it's negative, you can face it and say, okay, now I have to turn this into a positive, and it will make all the others, all the other of the things that you want in your life much easier to accomplish. Right. That's exactly right. And I think it can be difficult um, for two reasons. I mean, one, sometimes being negative or, you know, experiencing negative emotions or like, you know, being sad or angry, sometimes that feels good. Um, and mm-hmm. sometimes you get used to it. Um, and it gives you sort of a, you know, like let's say somebody does something that makes you unhappy. And you're like, well, I'm going to be angry about this. And because it gives you sort of a powerful feeling sometimes. So it's hard to let go of that. And then also, you know, it becomes habit. Um, you mm-hmm. get used to thinking a certain way, so you have to sort of, you know, be willing to, to try to look at it from a different perspective and also not hold on to um, what you think you should feel. Um, this is something I've actually been realizing a lot lately. I think that you – there's so many um, just general ideas of, oh, if you're, you know, alone, you should feel sad, or, you you know, if you're hurt, you know, you should cry. Or, you know, there's all these things that you should – think you should do but you don't necessarily feel that way it's almost like um sort of like a societal thing that you've been taught to feel a certain way or you think you should or you see other people doing it but sometimes if you just take a step back you you might realize oh i don't really feel that sad maybe i should feel sad but i don't um and i think that's important to really be aware of what you're actually feeling instead of just thinking about what you should feel um, because you can kind of get caught up in, I guess, like 
assumptions of feelings instead of the actual feeling itself. And some of this is taught, you know, I mean, we, we didn't have a huge prefrontal cortex when we were, you know, back in caveman days. We were living out of our amygdala, and when that happens, it's everything is survival and safety and survival of the fittest. And so it, it, when somebody attacks you, and it is an attack, whether it's verbal or whatever, it, you immediately go to, okay, I have to do something to defend myself. And that's what we do, and we don't realize it. And until you realize that, all right, now I'm living out of that space, I need to move into my prefrontal cortex and sit here and say, all right, let's reason with this because we have the ability to do that. We've also been taught, as you said, in society, well, you should feel like this. I believe you need to embrace your feelings and, and have them. Everybody's entitled to their feelings, but you need to work through them so that you can move on and get better and be aware of, okay, sometimes it's good to cry. Sometimes you want to throw a movie in that's going to make you cry so you can cry it out. And many times I'll tell my clients, look, if you start to cry, go for it. Just go for it. Just let the tears fall because that's what you need to do to release. It is a releasing type of thing, and it will put you in a better place. So once you're aware and you're willing to shift your thoughts, you can get through that emotion that's causing you the negative thought and move to the positive. And after a while, you're able to do it so quickly that you don't even need to do the crying thing. You will, but it won't be at the drop of a hat. You know, you won't need to do the anger thing. You will be angry, but you won't be angry as long because you'll realize I need to get through this, and how can I make, turn this into a positive? So I like the fact that the, the positivity principles that you put together were something that actually works with the science that's involved behind it, even though, as you said, you didn't really want to get into that part of it. it was, it's there. It's ever-present, and you can see that that, that is like that. Um, the number three one that you have is remove negativity wherever possible. And a lot of people think, Okay, well, you know, that's just pretty much impossible to do. As we just discussed a few minutes ago when it comes to relationships, and it is, but again, it goes back to shifting your thoughts. So you can remove the negativity if you look at the perspective differently. Is that what you mean by that? Yes, it's it's definitely about the thoughts, but um, with number three, I think it's also a, a very physical and tangible thing as well. Um, we talked about sort of, the relationship aspect and the people, um, mm-hmm. which I, you know, go into more detail in, in the book. But then also really thinking about um, what you're doing, um, you know, whether it's your job. Let's say, you know, some people really hate their job. And, and a lot of people, you know, there are people out there that really absolutely have no option and could never get another job. Mm-hmm. But that's rare. Most of the time you could do something. It's not easy. And, it, you know, you, it's sometimes easier to stay where you are. But, you know, if you really are unhappy in your job and it makes you feel, you know, just miserable all the time, then, then get a different job. Or if, you know, you find that, you know, for me, I, um, I've been sober for about four and a half years now. And for me, I realized that, you know, drinking caused a lot of negativity in my life. I did a lot of things that I didn't, wasn't happy with. You know, I, you know, messed up relationships with people. I had, you know, a lot of sadness when I was drinking and stuff. I wasn't, wasn't, you know, in a positive place. So for me, I realized that was a really negative thing that I had going in my life that was a choice that I needed to get rid of. You know, and other people probably have different, you know, either negative habits or negative activities, but, you know, you just really need to think about how are you spending your time and is that, you know, making you feel better or making you feel worse? Because if it's not making you feel better, then you should try to get rid of it from your life and it will make a huge difference. And then you'll have time to do things um, that make you feel really happy and positive. And the challenging part of of all of that is that when we're doing things that create negativity in our life, you know, you can become accustomed to anything. You get comfortable in any situation. That's why there are a lot of people who are in abusive situations that are comfortable, and there's that fear of leaving that situation, what's going to happen. So with that comes, you know, a degree of faith to be able to know that, it's going to be okay if I leave my comfort zone because we do, we can get accustomed to anything. It's, it's really horrible to see, but you see it everywhere that people get accustomed to certain situations that they shouldn't be in. And that's something that they have to like learn and grow from as you did. Yes, absolutely. And that's where the whole change section of the book comes into is how to cope mm-hmm. with dealing with change because I personally do not like change. I am very, you know, love my routines, love things to stay mm-hmm. as they are, um, but sometimes that's not good. And, you know, I've made it, you know, since I started writing Positively Present um, on PositivelyPresent.com, I've made a lot of changes in my life, and they all have been very difficult. So I'm not at all saying that any of this is going to be easy, but 
mm-hmm. as the saying goes, it's going to be worth it. Um, I wouldn't change anything um, because it's just so much better to do things that are going to make your life more positive and just not to be unhappy all the time, um, which, you know, is both an internal and an external thing. So it's about, like you said, the thoughts and the awareness, and then it's also about actually making changes, as hard as that might be. Right. But you have the steps to do that in both the diary and in the book, which is very helpful for people. The next one you have is love and appreciate who you are. And and this, again, this is very challenging for some people. You know, they they don't really, they just go through life doing what they have to do and caring for everyone else and putting themselves second or last. You know, maybe not even second, maybe they're fifth. Right. Who knows? But especially, again, I'm going to say especially women, you know, you're taking care of the house and the home and the husband and the kids and the work and and everything, and you're really last. You know, I can't, I see this all the time, where it's do you take any time for yourself? And no, they don't. They don't, you know, I mean, and some people will say, well, I come here. And it's like, well, you're coming here, but you got to do something else for you. This is great, but you need to do something else for yourself. And that's a very difficult one. It's very challenging, I think, for some people to carve out any amount of time or to to do something for themselves. And it's not really that that they need to do. They just have to love and appreciate who they are. And I understand, you know, what I think I understand is you're saying is you really have to go deep within and see that, okay, if you can love and appreciate who you are, you're going to present better in the world. And you're going to find that when you have that love and appreciation for yourself, you'll automatically start to turn more positive. Yes, absolutely. Because when you're, you know, when you love who you are, you're not going to tolerate negative behaviors or thoughts or anything towards yourself. Um, I think that, you know, when you don't love yourself, you're willing to to do negative things to yourself or your negative thoughts about yourself. But when you really love who you are, you treat yourself with respect and you're aware of what's good for you and what's not. And, you know, you don't tolerate other people treating you badly or you don't tolerate treating yourself badly, and I think that's so important as a foundation for living a positively present life. Um, Again, it's not an easy thing to do. Um, I don't think um, there's probably a person in the world that 100% loves everything about themselves, but Mm -hmm. um, it's not always about loving every aspect of yourself. It's also, you know, accepting things as they are. You know, none of us are perfect, and um, sort of just becoming aware of the fact that you don't have to be perfect and you don't have to love every little thing about yourself. Um, And also there's also the aspect of if there are things you don't like, um, you can try to change them. I mean, there's certain things you can't change, but, you know, when it comes to let's say you have a negative attitude or a negative relationship, you know, you can proactively do things that will make yourself be more in love with yourself and the more you love yourself the easier it is for others to love you as well and you know and the more that you love yourself you start to feel changes within yourself you'll start to honestly connect with other people who are like you and you'll start developing relationships that are better and automatically you'll start seeing those negative relationships go away because those negative people don't want to be around you because you're not like them anymore so you automatically start to see things shift in all aspects of your life it just that's just how it works it just yes, works that way it so it actually is a great thing now that your fifth one is adopt an attitude of gratitude and i have to say this to me is my number one because gratitude to me when i'm teaching classes or anything is the secret to life this is where it all begins and if you do this one thing if you practice finding gratitude daily everything else falls into place and gratitude for me is the key and the foundation to absolutely everything. It's so easy to practice because we get opportunities constantly on a moment-to-moment or an hourly or daily basis to practice gratitude. It's right there. You just need to be aware of it. And I think that if people, when, when I read that as five, I was like, wow, I would, that would have been my number one, but that's okay. You know, she's got a different perspective <laughs> Well, on they that. aren't in any <laughs> order. That's, that's one thing. Um, they're all important foundations. <laughs> but, yeah, gratitude is so important. So, I think so if you start and, there, yeah, if you just start there and just realize that so, t- so many times people will say, well, I have nothing to be grateful for. This just happened last week. Somebody came in and said, There's, you know, T, you're always talking about gratitude. There's absolutely nothing for me to be grateful for right now. And I said, really? And she said, yeah. I said, wow, you drove here and you're walking and you're healthy and you have a car right. and you have gas. 
and you have a house to live in, a roof over your head, food's on your table. There is nothing really right there. I have found a number of things for you to be grateful for in this moment right now. And she just looked at me and she goes, I didn't look at it that way. And I said, but you have to. And that's mm-hmm. what, you know, if people just look at that and realize, I don't care what the situation is. I don't care how hellish it is. And we've all had hellish situations to go through. Everybody's got their cross to bear. Everybody's got a story and nobody knows what anybody else's story is. And right there, you don't know the other guy's story. You don't know. So you just have to cut them a little slack and say, you know what, I'm just grateful that they, it, it, let's say it's a clerk at a store, I'm grateful that they were there and I got through the line okay because, you know, they might be in a bad mood, but hey, you know, I don't know what's going on in their life. And if you just give them a little smile and say, thank you, have a nice day, you know, give them a little bit of gratitude. Give them something. Thank you for helping me, you know. And if you give it, you get it. And to me, that's, that is almost like it, it is the most important thing that we can do in our lives to bring the joy we're supposed to find here and give joy to others. And it, it just kind of it just spreads all over the place. It's just a beautiful thing. So I'm really glad you included it because I, I was waiting for it. And I thought, where's gratitude? And there it was. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so important. I mean, it's very hard to be negative when you're being grateful. I mean, that's, that's really right. what it comes down to. Because when mm-hmm. you, you know, find yourself in a negative state of mind, if you just step back and say, what's even one thing that I'm grateful mm-hmm. for? You know, like you said, being healthy or, you know, mm-hmm. being able to walk. You know, those things, when you think about that way, you're like, oh, my gosh, like, I really do have so much. No matter what is going on in your life, no matter how difficult things are, you know, there's something that you have that, you know, another person would, you know, be Give their ecstatic to have. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and, and, you know, I feel like it's so often that when people have something terrible happen to them where they, you know, lose a family member or they, you know, are, you know, diagnosed with cancer or something, then they start realizing, oh, my gosh, like I had everything and Mm -hmm. everything was fine. And it's like you don't have to wait until some tragedy happens to do that because if you start doing it on a daily basis, I mean, you just, everything, there's so much to be grateful for and everything becomes much more positive. And like I said, you know, if, if you're being grateful, it's really hard to be unhappy um, so I, yeah, I definitely think that's one of the most important of those principles. Yeah, it's really hard to declare war on your neighbor when you are in a state of gratitude. It's very difficult to do that. And when I remember an, another person said to me, I don't know, I don't have a lot to be grateful for. And I said, take a deep breath. And he did. And I said, some people can't do that, you know. And he just yeah. looked at me and I said, you want to come with me? I'll take you. I work a lot of hospitals. Let me take you to some places where people can't do that. And he just looked at me. And he says, you know, you never think beyond. I said, no, you don't, but that's what awareness is all about, thinking beyond. It's not about you. It's never about you. It's never about us. It's about the whole. And you have to be grateful for what you have because you're contributing to the whole. And they're like, oh, okay. Then they get it. So it just needs to be explained to them. And then your sixth one, which is absolutely fabulous, is focus on what inspires you. You know, if you're grateful, you're going to get a lot of things. You're going to be inspired in so many different ways. You won't even know what to do because you'll have so many choices. But I love that one because that's actually, once you're inspired and you're doing what you're meant to do, that's what brings you joy. And then in turn, you bring joy to others. You are inspired to be a writer. You wrote that in your book. You always wanted to be a writer. And you did a fabulous job with the diary and the book. So now that brings you joy. But look at how much joy it's going to bring other people. That's what life is all about. So I loved number six, focus on what inspires you because you just don't know what's going to come from that. Yep, I agree. And I think that people, you know, just sort of go, a lot of people aren't in tune with what inspires them. They just think, oh, well, I have to do my job or I have to do this. But even if you can't do what what you really, really love for work, because I know that's mm-hmm. not always possible for people, it's like do it as a hobby. You know, do it on the weekend. Do something that makes you feel really excited and inspired. And, you know, don't worry about what other people think. If people think, you know, because everybody's different and other people might not find what you do inspiring or like that thing. Um, but just go for it and spend time doing that because when you get in that zone of feeling really motivated and excited about something, whatever it might be, um, that's, you know, something that you should be focusing on and doing more of. You know, it, it could be anything. I mean, even if what inspires you is hanging out with your friends, well, do that as much as you can. Or, you know, um, if caring for your child is something that inspires you, you know, put your whole heart into that, you know. It doesn't have to be, you know, a creative outlet like doing art or writing or anything, though. For me, I love those things. But whatever it is that appeals to you, it's so important to make that a priority in your life and not 
just sort of some side thing that you get to whenever you get to it um, because that's one of the greatest joys of being alive is doing something that, you know, lights you up and makes you feel excited. Um, and whenever you spend time doing that, you're cultivating more positivity in your life. And, and like you said, depending on what it is, a lot of times it does spread to other people, even yes. if it's just your enthusiasm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. But it's like when you walk into a room and sometimes if you can, you know, the ear was so thick I could cut it with a knife. And then somebody turns on a radio and all of a sudden the mood starts to shift a little bit because of the change, the upbeat music or whatever it is. You do that because of the vibration that you are. So you can bring people down, you can bring people up, you can just be neutral. You just have to make the choice and decide how do I want to be. And, you know, it, 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 it just really comes down to being true to who you are and living your life as authentically as you can and being true to yourself so that you're not doing so much for other people, which in one of the chapters on relationships is, is, you know, saying no. Again, people have trouble with that. When people ask me to do something, sometimes I'll just say, oh, no, thank you. And actually people will, they look at me because I'm not giving them an explanation. First of all, I don't have to explain myself to anyone. It's nobody's business why I want to say no. I just choose to right now. And people have gotten used to the fact that most of the time I say yes, but when I say no, there is no explanation that goes with it. Why do we feel we have to explain ourselves to others? We don't. We don't have to give an excuse that grandma's coming into town and I can't or I'm, I'm overwhelmed, I have too much to do, just say no nicely. Just say no, thank you, and walk away. And if people don't like it, well, you know, maybe you teach them something, that you don't have to always give an explanation as to why you can't. That kind of shows us that we're guilty for saying no. But it's really okay to say no, to just say no. Just take the Nancy Reagan approach. Just say no. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I don't think it's clear. And that kind of goes back to to the loving yourself point. Yeah. Um, You know, and just being okay with, you know, not everybody has sponsors know and, you know, they want you to come to an event and you don't want to go. Maybe they'll be, you know, a little irritated or something. But if if it's going to be a negative thing for you or you just don't flat out don't want to go, like you can say no. Um, And the more you you know, say no to the things you don't want to do or the things that are going to cause negativity in your life, the more time and space and mental energy you have for the positive things in your life. Um, and, and, and the other people really that what you – Yeah, exactly. What you want to really do. Now, you know, and, and one of the other things is using your filter. You know, when, when you're in a, any kind of a relationship, a love relationship, boss, whatever it is, family, it doesn't matter. Using that filter because – Words hurt, and once they're said, they cannot be taken back. You know, you can't unring the bell. (laughs) And I have learned this from the time I was a child. Words hurt. They hurt a lot. And if you use that filter, if if you remember, instead of reacting, and just be aware, it's always okay to take a breath. It's always okay to stop and take a breath and make the other person wait because you are choosing at that point to say, you know what, I need to bring some neutrality to this and I need to be positive. So I'm going to take a breath so that I can do this in the best way possible and I'm going to say and use my filter and then you'll say something that's not mean or rude but proper for you, enough for them to hear, and it will be a positive way of of setting the situation straight. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yes. Sometimes it's important to take a step back and, you know, just try to, because sometimes, you know, the emotions get really high and and you're not in a positive place and, and that's okay. I mean, the whole point of, of living a positive and present life, just to clarify, it's not about, you know, being happy every moment and everything being perfect. Right. It's trying to make the most of everything. So um, you want to, you know, if you're in a, a conflict of some sort, you want to try to make the most of it. You don't want to just react immediately or, you know, lash out at people. And sometimes that means either saying, you know, can we have this conversation later? Or it means, you know, taking a deep breath or, you know, different things depending on the situation. But it is important to try to make sure that, that what you're saying and the way you're reacting is really how you want to react and how you'll want to look back and say, oh, I, I handled that well. Um, because, right. you, like you said, you can't un, undo what you've done and you can't um, take back words that you've said. Yeah. And and this in no way is taking the Pollyanna route or living, you know, looking at life through rose-colored glasses. Not at all. That's not what we're talking about. This is about how you can make the most of all that you are and you want to be and actually creating a fulfilling and purposeful life in a very easy way, you know. Everybody out there can make 2015 a fabulous year if you just take a few ideas from Danny's book, The Positively Present Guide to Life. 
And now you have a 2015 diary as well, Everyday Matters, so that you can work with that and see things on a on a regular basis that you don't have to put post-it notes on a mirror or, you know, on your wall or on your PC to remind you. It's there almost subliminally, if you will, as you're filling in your your diary for your your appointments during the week, you you see this corner in the book and you can you read it. And after a while, you don't you will not need to read it because you'll know what it says. It doesn't take that long for your brain to say, oh yeah, I see the the yellow square, and this week I see the blue square, and this week I see the green square, and now it's the teal square. You automatically know what it is because you've read it a couple of times, and your brain is smart enough to say, oh yeah, those first two words, and it clicks in. It's like, oh, I got to remind myself to do that. So this is not about oh, just go around and think everything's great and wonderful. This is actually a guidebook, and I know you don't like that term. I read that, that you don't want to, you know, think of it in terms of a guidebook. But it really does allow people an opportunity to put together a system that will work for them to ultimately guide them to a better life in so many ways just by the fact that they're using your diary. So I, I know you don't like the term guidebook, and I'm not trying to offend. <laughs> I to keep oh, no, no, I don't mind that now. term. I don't have any problem with that. I do think it's a guide, and I think that, you know, it's something, you know, like we talked about at the beginning of the call, things that you can actually do um, and proactive things you can activate in your life to make a difference, um, little steps, and it really does add up. All the little things add up, and it, it can make a big difference and, and transform hopefully a lot of people's year in 2015. Yes, and, you know, one thing that I'm always reminding myself is that in your book speaks to this because it's talking about positively present. So being in the present, the past is over. You can't change that. So you there's no point in wasting brain cells worrying about it because there's absolutely nothing you can do about the past. But the present is all we have, and we have it right now. We have this moment. So that's all we ever really have. The future is completely unknown. And how we are in this, this moment, how we spend this moment, will determine our future. So there's really no point actually in worrying about the future because the future takes care of itself based on that, the present moment, in reality, you really only need to be concerned with what you're doing right now. It's it's really kind of easy. If you take care of the now, then the future will take care of itself. And I know people think, okay, well, that's just stupid because you have to plan. Yes, you do. So you plan in this moment. What is your plan when you set the goal? Don't limit yourself to I'm going to be the manager of the of the office. That's limiting. Set yourself up for, you know, I really would like to be the manager of the office by June or something bigger or better. And allow yourself, your brain, to go out there and say, well, how can I get bigger or better if it's, you know, instead of saying just this? Because you will accomplish that goal, but then you'll want another one. So always go for the bigger or the better. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that's really important. I think, you know, when it comes to if people are setting New Year's resolutions or just goals in general, um, not to limit yourself. And to to also think about not just what the goal is, because a lot of times we want something because we think it will make us feel a certain way. So mm-hmm. it's important to think more maybe about the feeling, like I want to feel um, inspired or I want to feel excited or I want to feel – it's more about, like, how you want to feel. And, yes, there might be specific things that will get you to those points, like, you know, quitting your job and doing what you love for a living or, you know, moving up the scale at your job to a better position or whatever. But it's more about the feeling and about cultivating sort of just a general better state for yourself. And I think it's important to think big like that. Think about how you want to feel and think about, you know, in general – what do you want your life to look like instead of just I want to have this specific job or I want to quit this specific habit. It's like, well, why do you want to do that? Because you think it will make you feel a certain way. And sort of aiming for those feelings um, is really a great way to sort of set an intention for the year and not just a specific goal or resolution. I agree, and I, you know, we're we're getting close to the to the end of the show, and I, I really would like to thank you so much for joining us here on Energy Awareness Radio. I would love it if you would tell people how they can learn more about you and where they can purchase your both of your books, Stay Positive, Daily Reminders from Positively Present, as well as Positively Present Guide to Life. You can get both of those on Amazon, um, and also the book, once it's out, will be um, in Barnes & Noble. It's also available on barnesandnoble.com for pre-order. Um, and in terms of learning more about me, you can find out more on PositivelyPresent.com. 
um, which is my blog, and also on my website, dannydepiro.com. And you can pre-order that from Amazon as well at this point? Yes, yes, you can. Okay, good. All right, because it's only going to be about two weeks, right? I think it's it's coming yeah. out mid-January? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so, I mean, this is a great way to start the new year. It's not a resolution. Res- I, I don't even like that word, you know, resolutions. I My resolution is don't make a resolution because when I tell people this, don't make a resolution. <laughs> You know, and you don't you have to wait till the first of the year. But because this is dated and it starts with a this particular diary is dated and it starts with January, go ahead and get that now. And then when the book comes in, you'll already have two weeks under your belt and you'll be already in the flow of being understanding how this will work for you. It is a great tool, a great way to kick off your year and make your year fabulous. If that is what you intend to do, you know, if that's what you want, great. Make the changes now so that your year will be good. So, you know, listeners, we need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio, so please share it with your friends. We live in a very challenging and constantly changing world. And that's why I have the guests that I do, to keep you apprised so you don't get lost in the dross of life. We need to stay aware so we can navigate easily and live the life we are meant to live productively, healthfully, purposefully, and gratefully. This is where you find the tools to do just that. So send the link for this show to everyone you know and let them have the same opportunity that you just had so they can learn and grow and make the world a better place for all. On behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. My name is T. Love, and I hope you'll be back next week for another great show here at Energy Awareness Radio. So go ahead and get out your calendar and make sure it's Danny's scheduler, Every Day Matters, and write down you need to tune into this show next Wednesday so that you will not forget. So make sure you do that. For more information about me, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. You'll find an archive list of past shows, the lineup for upcoming shows, as well as information about other upcoming events I'll be hosting, including upcoming Crystal Singing Bowl concerts. If you're not in the area or you can't make a concert, you can order one of my CDs, Imagine, which is the healing music of Quartz Crystal Singing Bowls, or the Healing Sounds of Christmas, which is the healing music of my Quartz Crystal Harp. So both of the CDs are available on my site as well. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at NRG Aware Radio. That's at NRG Aware Radio. I am your host, T Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending each and every one of you a new year abundant and only the very best of life's offerings. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well. It's not a hand.